0: Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing that we can promise is that our conversation will be less than fascinating so that you can just feel free to drift off. I want to thank you for listening. We hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano.
1: And I'm your co-host, Nidhi Hanna
0: and Nitty, this is episode 26.
1: It is. We made it to the end of season two. I know.
0: And what's funny is season one, if, you, if you're if you a new listener, is really long. We have it's like
1: 130 episodes or something.
0: So then we decided, you know, we should do it seasonally. And since our show is 26 minutes long, 26 episodes, that way we can regroup and figure out what we want to do for season three and really provide the best content for our listeners. So this is our last episode. But we do have something coming up for the holiday season. We're going to have a few holiday episodes for December. And you'll hear me and Nitty, and us and some guests talk about various holiday things. It's going to be a little bit more of an exciting episode, sort of to accompany your holiday season. So look forward to those.
1: Marco, any um, favorite moments from season two?
0: I did an episode with Natasha Lovato, who's a friend of mine, and we talked about mushrooming, which I think is actually, there's a better term for mushroom picking, mushroom hunting or something. I and kind of
1: like mushrooming.
0: My, that's what we called it. Um, of course, every episode I do with you, we always have laughs before,
1: mm-hmm.
0: sometimes during, and after. Mm-hmm. And so I love episodes with you. But th- those are the ones that stand out right now. Oh, and having podcasters. Of uh, Other fellow podcasters like um, Bill Antinude, yes, who has two podcasts, uh, Bad Gay Movies and My Criterion. Lucy DeRosa was also on our show, so that was a lot of fun too.
1: One of my favorite moments mm-hmm. of season two was watching you deliver a speech to oh. the Waterloo Public Library. Their fundraiser. I think it was their fundraiser. It was
0: their fundraiser called After Hours, and I just got back. And I want to thank... Anjana Kipfer, who helped reach out to me and get me to be the keynote speaker there. And I met one of our number one fans there. Donna Marie Pye.
1: Oh, Donna Marie.
0: Is so lovely. And she actually got Karen Coviello, who's also, everyone was lovely. Everyone on the board, I made fun of them nitty. Um, We're actually going to put the speech that I did on our Patreon page. So if anyone's interested in hearing that speech, you can go to patreon.com slash The Insomnia Project. And from there, you can listen to it. I should explain what Patreon is.
1: Yes, we should. I mean, if, if you're looking for ways to support um, this podcast mm-hmm. and support Season 3, definitely check out the Patreon page.
0: And basically, you donate, let's say, even a dollar a month, and you get extra content. So if you'd like to... to Take a look at some of that stuff. Please go there and just look at it. We've got some great pictures of Zena mm-hmm. having a great time with Sleeping pillows. Away. Yeah. So, if you are interested in the Waterloo Public Library, just go to wpl.ca. Give them a shout and tell them thank you for supporting podcasts. But back to Donna Marie. She's such a fan, and she gave us each a little gift.
1: And Marco, I didn't realize that she went. She and Karen. Karen. Went to the Russian baths that we spoke about on one
0: episode. Nitty, everything we say, every place we mention, we have to be careful because people go there. And so she actually said to me, she goes, Nitty, she goes, it was Nitty who recommended the the Russian public baths. And I'm like, of course, I don't remember talking about it. And so then she was like, we went, and she was like, it was in a unusual sort of location. Oh, the sketchy.
1: You think? Yes, it's the sketchiest place. <laughs>
0: And then she started to describe how, you know, you kind of beat each other.
1: With the leaves.
0: <laughs> and I was Margo, like...
1: Margot, I feel like I need to take you and Amanda there.
0: Can, is it, any gender can go? Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. absolutely. And just beat us with leaves?
1: Well, I mean, you know, that's an option that you can choose to accompany your bath experience mm-hmm. or your sauna experience. But, yeah, we should go, especially oh as winter is coming. Is, uh, It's, it's yeah, it's definitely the place to be. It's very relaxing.
0: Well, I hope they, really they enjoyed it, and Good. they went to – remember we mentioned the Harry Potter bar? Yes, that's I not,
1: remember she posted about that on Instagram.
0: And one other place, and I can't remember, and it was like, oh, my goodness, like – I was like, we have to be careful what we recommend because people will do it. So I exercise caution with whatever we recommend.
1: Well, I have to say, Donna Marie, thank you so much for these amazing cookbooks that she uh, was so lovely to give. And um, did we talk about slow cooking on an episode? We haven't. Because I'm a big slow cooker.
0: I love slow cooking. So
1: this is... uh, Amazing because Donna Marie has published how many books did you say
0: I think she's Recipital. this I think it's about four or five now she's right and she has a cooking school and she was like we're teaching people how to make biscotti tomorrow do you want to come I was like oh I would love to, but we have to get back home
1: well uh, we are thrilled to be able to have um, two of her cookbooks and we'll definitely be creating some recipes and letting folks know how they're going. And Donna Marie actually gave mine in French. So So great. I could um, look at the recipes in French and practice, uh, reconnect with my French. Um, Actually, let me read a little bit. I bet
0: they taste better when you cook them in French.
1: Probably. Probably. Mine
0: is 300 Slow Cooker Favorites by Donna Marie Pie. And
1: And. mine is plat mijoté. Un sang. Cinq recettes actuelles à la mijotuse électrique. I did not oh, know that it was wow. called mijortuse. You Look know, it,
0: I'm very excited um, that you're going to be reading a little bit in French because we are a Canadian podcast, oh, yeah, that's right. and we haven't done anything really in French. And because our country is bilingual,
1: we should. We
0: should at least give a nod. And I know my French is so horrible that I wouldn't dare.
1: I know. We should read. Okay, I'm just trying to find a good one. What's a, like, a good... Um, oh, I had it open, and it's...
0: The pictures are beautiful, too, I can tell you. pictures are amazing. I, okay, here's what I love about slow cooking. In the fall and winter... Oh, it's the best. There's nothing better than Brilliant. a slow-cooked meal in a slow cooker.
1: Okay, let's do this. Poulet sauce barbecue à la moutarde. Wow. Il y a un peu plus de cent ans... La moutarde anglaise épicée, épicée était trop piquante pour les palais des nord-américains et c'est au début du 20e siècle que la moutarde préparée jaune vif a vu le jour. Wow. Maintenant, nous en mettons sur presque tout. Des sandwichs, au Bratzel. Cela, euh, euh, cela ajoute aussi un, peu, un petit goût piquant à la sauce barbecue. Servez ce poulet avec la salade de choux cremeuse, vite faire voir, page 57. Et wow. du maïs vapeur.
0: Can I um, just tell you what I understood from that? Yeah. So it's a chicken recipe yes. that involves a barbecue sauce and I want to say mustard, moutarde, is that yeah. right? Yeah. And that you could put it into sandwiches if you wanted to. Or am I wrong? Maybe no, no, he's just kind of laughing. You're good, you're good. And it's a great meal to have with friends. That's what I'm going to say. I don't know if it's true.
1: Well, she, uh, <laughs> sorry, I Nidhi. mean no, I'm it's good. Just, okay. It's good. Uh, so it's basically uh, she was just describing kind of like the history of oh. mustard, essentially. Uh, like uh, like English mustard mm-hmm. uh, when they brought it to North America was too spicy mm-hmm. for the palate sure. here, and so. Uh, that's how they created yellow mustard I
0: love mustard uh,
1: yeah I love mustard
0: I love Dijon mustard I love yellow mustard I love
1: Dijon mustard. I love, mustard
0: I love mustard in things like a honey mustard I find mustard so versatile and adds that sort of splash that you need in cooking but it's sorry I, di- I digress no I did- that's
1: it they were basically and so then she's saying that now-, now we put yellow mustard in everything like sandwiches and um, this one has a little bit more of a spicier Taste because Mm -hmm. of the barbecue sauce, and you can serve it with, you know, um, like a coleslaw, or um, um, which which is also within this book on page 457, (laughs) that recipe. I love. Okay, can I and corn?
0: Can I just say this to our listeners? I handed Nitty this book. She hadn't seen it before. She hadn't. I said, "This is the gift." She opens it up. And all of a sudden starts reading in French. I don't know when the last time <laughs> well, you, were, you were. It was a
1: while ago. A and
0: then now she's translated. She's like looking at it and, and simultaneously translating it. So I have to say, that's pretty cool, Nitty. I knew you were cool to begin with. <laughs> and I knew you could speak French. But to see it in action is pretty awesome. Aw, well,
1: yeah. thank you.
0: Nitty. I'm going to make recipes from my book. Yes, and I And I should read the inscription because I asked her. Oh, she wrote, yes. For Marco... And then she put in brackets, Markle, because you might remember <laughs> yes, in right. my episodes or episodes we've done in the past. That's what the Starbucks people write on my on yes. my thing. And Amanda, happy crocking Donna Marie.
1: Oh, for me, she said for Nidhi and Zena. Amazing. Lots of crockpot fun. <laughs> bon appétit, Donna Marie. Oh, so great. Thank you, Donna Marie.
0: Like I said, I love, you know what uh, we would do, Nitty? On a Sunday, we would prepare crockpot recipes in a Ziploc bag. So you put all the ingredients that you would need in a crock pot, in a Ziploc bag. Zip it up, put it in the freezer. We do five or six of them. And then during the week, say on a Monday, they'd be like my my wife would say, I've put the crock pot on with one of our Ziploc bags. And then the next week she would do the same and we'd have it for six weeks oh, on that's a certain amazing. night. Amazing. Just one word of warning.
1: Okay. Don't put the Ziploc bag in the actual crock box. F-
0: yes, first and foremost. Write on the Ziploc bag what it is.
1: Oh,
0: no. <laughs> because what will happen is you go and you're like, oh, it's vegetables and some sort of protein. I'm not sure if this is mm. the pork di- dish, the chicken dish, or what. Surprise. And So it's a surprise. So that's the lesson we learned from there.
1: Um, speaking of amazing fans.
0: Nitty. We love it when our fans reach out, and Anna Annette Mencieri Bristol.
1: I think it she means she's from Bristol. Oh. Well. I don't know. Do you think Bristol's her last name?
0: You're, that's, you, and Anna Annette, <laughs> you let us know. But she had said to us that she loves it when we are two people, and she describes it as a two people enjoying each other's company, growing sleepy before a gentle fire, and are too comfortable to move into a bed, which I thought was a great description That's of our perfect. show. And I was like, I'm going to steal that, Anna. Is it cool if I, if I mention that? And, and I if said,
1: anyone else wants to write some marketing copy for us, <laughs> please go ahead and do so.
0: She also said we could use her name. That's why I said her name. Yes. Otherwise, I would not say her name. No, exactly. And then she gave us ideas. Oh. And she's like, Marco, you need to slow down because sometimes you get excited, which is what Nitty tells me all the time, Anna, so you're in good company.
1: We have a hand signal in the studio (laughs) that uh, I give to to tell Marco to slow down. And after Anna's um, advice Mm -hmm. or feedback, uh, I'm now doing that hand signal even, even more.
0: Thank you, Nitty. And
1: you do it to me as well, so...
0: Far less, first of all. <laughs> Nadine will sometimes bring up topics that are a little bit scary or not conducive <laughs> to sleeping, so I'll be like, let's get off that topic. But she's much more calm than me when we talk about ex- exciting topics like doorknobs or picture frames.
1: It's because you're you're a very natural storyteller, and so yeah. like when you're in the middle of a story, you tend to get really, like it's great because right. you're very passionate about mm-hmm. your your stories and what you're saying and... You can definitely see that live with Marco giving his speech.
0: We once did a live version at a a fundraiser. uh,
1: Daniela... Flaskalik's fundraiser. Flaskalik's fundraiser. And
0: she was having all these interesting cabaret performers. And we're like, I don't know if our show is going to work well at this cabaret. You have, like, you know, all these interesting musicians and comedians. And then we were one of the hits of the night. People just loved what we did live on stage. And no one fell asleep.
1: Everyone thought it was comedy. Like, it was... It was people were laughing.
0: Because we had a bunch of topics we thought would be mundane in a little pail. And That's we're like, right. we're going to pick someone from the audience, we're going to pull one, and we're going to talk to them. And I think algae got picked. Oh, right. And that person had no idea how they, how they encountered algae in their daily lives. And we told them, and they just had a great time. But for Anna, we're going to talk about bargain thrift store shopping. Do you enjoy that?
1: I do. So there's a store here in Toronto called, or in Canada, I think, mm. called um, Value Village. Yes. And I will go there with my friend Stuart every second Sunday or so. I think bargain thrift shopping is that you have to go regularly. Yes. Because some days you'll go and everything's just kind of, no, uh, not not really that great. But then you go the next time and there's all these finds. So I've found... and. I found some amazing, amazing things. So um, you know that big red coat that I have? Yeah, it's the beautiful. The Carmen San Diego type of coat. Love it. It's huge. It's down to my feet. It's like this huge woolen winter coat. coat sorry. And uh, I got it for $20 at Valley Village. And it's a beautiful winter wool coat in this beautiful red that you're never going to find anywhere else. And then there's... I mean it's interesting, right, because a bargain thrift store is on one end of the spectrum, and now you have vintage stores where it's right. like they're so expensive you can walk into one of those vintage stores and it's like three, four or five hundred dollars for an article of clothing.
0: There's that- an area in Toronto called Kensington Market, yes, and I know that our super fan Donna Marie will go there, but there they have all these cool vintage shops and cool cafes and much like you were saying let me ask you this are some thrift stores better than others like some locations have you found that
1: yes I think so because I think um it's really dependent on who's bringing stuff in right right? and so that's why I think you need to if you're a thrift store purchaser Mm -hmm. you need to really be on your game in terms of going back quite often I mean I find that between the clothing swaps that I do with your wife yes. and the group of women that we do that with, plus the thrift stores, uh, plus like things like buns, mm-hmm. there's really no reason to get new clothes anymore. Wow. And I think it's a v- actually a really important, just side note, um, environmental thing to like right. be able to reuse clothing because I think clothing is a huge...
0: Um, Contributor to pollution, yeah, in the world, and garbage, really. and
1: yeah. yeah. So, not, like, I'm, I'm becoming a little bit more aware of sort of, do I really need to purchase something new from a store? And there's only certain items. Like, I'm always going to purchase new underwear.
0: Yes, fair enough. That's one item that I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> I would just recommend. Never, you know, never
1: through store. Fair enough. That. <laughs> fair
0: enough. I will say this: since you've been having these uh, clothing swaps. Mm-hmm. I've also become much more aware of how disposable certain items of clothes can be. And I try to purchase a better quality, say, undershirt that is going to last me longer. And that way, and same with my shirts and my T-shirts. I'm trying to get to a point where I'm either purchasing better quality so I'm not getting rid of them or I'm trading with friends as well. I have a shirt that Trevor gave me that I love. And he's like, I don't wear it anymore. He goes, and I spent good money on it. I'm like, I'll take it. What's Stuart like when he goes thrift shopping with you? What does he look for?
1: Well, it's interesting. Stuart is amazing at finding things for me.
0: Oh, that's great. So, if we're
1: so going. So, he's to- like your
0: personal shopper. <laughs> in many
1: ways. <laughs> in many ways. Uh, so, he, when we go to Valley Village, if we're going together, he'll do a little search for himself, but then he also has me in mind. And it's great because. Um, He has a really great sense and eye for fashion, but also in terms of – the nice thing about thrift store shopping is that you can go outside of your comfort zone in a way that you wouldn't in a store, like a a retail
0: store. Or a boutique store. Or a boutique boutique store,
1: because – you know, if something costs $5, you might just try it and see if it works. Sure. Um, that's the beauty of clothing swaps, too. Mm-hmm. It's like you you're, you can push your boundaries. And I find that if you shop with the right person in those thrift stores, they might come up with um, ideas or articles of clothing for you that you wouldn't normally um, expect to have in your wardrobe. So I find that really interesting. Um but Marco you buns a lot. I
0: buns I buns quite a bit and buns is a Facebook community and it's spelled B U N Z. Is it an app? It's also an app okay. now. Okay. But f- well, you might find it on Facebook B U N Z for our American listeners and it's a it's an app where you can barter or trade things not necessarily for money. But for other items, so if you have something in your home that you're done with, let's say a plant, you have a a plant that's making other pups, I think they're called, when they make Mm -hmm. other plants, and you're like, oh, this one's just going a little crazy, and you take them and you separate them and you have other pots, and now you've got a house full of plants that you you can't handle, you put it on buns and say, I have a spider plant, does anybody want it? And a person might say, oh, I would love that. Would you like a can of beer? Would you like some makeup? Would you like a plastic duck Fork. for your bath whatever <laughs> and you trade and now it's become an app and they have like a cryptocurrency so you yes. can you can if I have this plant and you want this plant and I say I'm gonna make it available for 500 buns points I think they're called bits that's equivalent to five dollars and you're like great and you come with your phone you transfer the, your bits the cryptocurrency to me and then I have them. And now there's stores where you can use those bids to purchase things. So there's a store in Toronto, which is so great. Nidhi, I need to take you there because it's – do you like bagels? Mm-hmm. Do you like Montreal bagels? Mm-hmm. Listen to episode, I don't know, 13 where we have a debate on, on our, our styles of oh, bagels. bagels. Yeah. So it's called Lox and Schmear on St. Clair, near St. Clair and Dufferin. Oh, yummy. The owner, she's wonderful, and she's got, what's so great, I love this story because she's got photos of her at her bar mitzvah with her family as the artwork on the wall.
1: Amazing.
0: And you know when you take these pictures when you're 12 or 13 with your family, everyone's dressed up. It's just a t- time capsule. It's beautiful. Then she makes this bagel, and I get the one that's called the Oh, I can't remember the name of it right now, the big one. Okay. Montreal style bagel, cut. Cream cheese, lox, capers, mm. sprouts, mm. onion if you want. Um, it's just a sliced cucumber, dill, fresh dill. It's it's a mountain high.
1: Amazing. It's, I think
0: it's called the fancy fancy. Yeah, it's called the fancy fancy. I used my bits to get it. it. It it it's so wonderful, I can't even tell you.
1: I that sounds delightful and delectable and delicious. Can we go next yes.
0: time we record? We'll go. We'll have. We'll have a Perfect. sandwich there. Perfect. Come and record.
1: Perfect. Um, I recently used my bun points at. Uh, so I haven't actually bunsed anything yet, but <laughs> like on the app, there's ways to get the cryptocurrency through surveys and things right. like that. And I think because I got the app. I got some points from you I got some points to start etc so I ended up going to Fresh City Farms on Ossington and I got about like $40 worth of fresh groceries organic groceries that's amazing uh, and paid with my bun points
0: you can get tattoos with it you can get um, there's a florist you can go and get flowers or plants it's fantastic I just want to mention my thrift store experience yes
1: please Here in Toronto or somewhere
0: else? In Barrie, so not far from my cottage. Okay. So you can imagine a thrift store near cottage country. They're going to get a lot of stuff that were in people's cottages, right? That maybe the kids took over and they're like, I don't like this furniture. Let's get new furniture. I walk in there, nitty, and I see this chair and it's covered in cat hair. So it's a brown chair Hmm. covered in white cat hair. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't look very appealing. I'm like, oh, and it's $25. And I'm like, oh, that's an interesting chair, but it looks kind of worn or whatnot. I do my rounds. I think I buy a belt or something. I drive home. The entire drive home, I'm thinking of this chair. So it's an hour and a half drive home. Mm-hmm. I go on the computer. And I'm like, I've seen this chair before. I know it. It's kind of like a, what? Like it's, it's not a, almost like a sofa chair, if you will. Mm. I look it up, and it's an Eames chair, or an Eames reproduction chair, and it says they sell for $2,000. Whoa. And I'm like, I can't believe I didn't pick up that chair. The next morning, I couldn't sleep, Nitty. I couldn't sleep, not because I I, I hadn't seen it, I just couldn't sleep thinking of this chair. I woke up at 6.30, got in my car, I'm like, I'm going to be the first one there. I get there, I see the person click open the door, as if, like, we're open now open the door beeline to the chair (laughs) pick up the chair i'm walking to the cash one of the employees says i was gonna buy that at the end of my shift i take it home i vacuum it i put you know fresh scent whatever on it give it a good scrub it was just cat hair there was it was it looked pristine
1: and how much was the chair
0: 25 dollars what $25. Do you still have it here? It's, you've sat in it. Oh, you okay. sat in that chair, Niddy. It's, it's that brown chair in the oh, basement, wow. the one that has this little swivel. Yeah. I'll take a photo of it, yeah. and I'll put it on, on Facebook. I'll take a photo of you in it. Perfect. Um, anyway, so that's, that's the chair, and that's the best thrift store find I've ever had.
1: Well, with that thrift store find mm-hmm. and that chair, come to the last episode of season two
0: thank you to our listeners to all of you new and with us from the beginning we can't tell you how much we appreciate a sharing the fact that we have insomnia with you and that not everything works for everyone and we hope this this podcast helps you the way it's helped us even just cement our friendship and meet awesome people Mm -hmm. and get into the world of podcasting
1: and honestly, we started doing this without any idea of the impact that it could have. And, you know, every time you receive uh, a letter of support or an email or feedback, uh, it's just such a wonderful, uh, amazing thing because the beauty about podcasting is that even though we can see analytics on, like, how many people download it or whatever you really don't know who's out there listening yeah and that's the most amazing thing about it is is when you know recently someone I was talking to someone and I was like oh yeah I have this podcast called the Insomnia Project and they're like oh yeah I've heard of that and you know you just don't think that that's the way it's going to be but you know this season in particular has been so wonderful and has really cemented the importance and given us like a lot of motivation to keep going so thank you um for all of the support out there that we have for, their, for the Insomnia Project and for Marco and myself. Thank you. And we will be back with Season 3, so don't you worry. We're going to take a break for the holidays. and um, We have
0: holiday episodes coming up.
1: Yep, and uh, we are also going to be um, recording some special content for our Patreon page as well. And uh, we will see you in the new year.